How do you love yourself and attract yes, a yes. partner? You know, it's a cliche today that if you want a loving relationship, you have to love yourself. And a lot of people just say that they and they don't understand what loving yourself is and how do you love yourself? Uh, stand in front of a mirror and say, I love my naked body. No, you're just going to think you're too fat. <laughs> mm. You've got to, you got to get to the root of why we don't love ourselves. So it all starts. It starts when we're little children. See, we don't see ourselves as children. We can't know ourselves. We only know ourselves through a mirror. Even today, I had to look in the mirror and brush my hair, see how I look. I put on outfits, see how I look. So we need a mirror to see ourselves. And if the mirror is distorted, we look ugly and unlovable. Mm -hmm. If the mirror is clear and we get a clear reflection, that reflection should say to us, you are worthy, you are good enough. It's okay to make mistakes. You don't have to be like everybody else. I love you just the way you are. That's the mirror. That's your parents' love. So your parents, usually they love you like that when you're born, before you can talk. <laughs> and then they start telling you, you should know better. But when we come out into the world, people are happy to see us. The first message is we make people happy. We make people happy. It's like these hormones that get generated in other people to take care of us. We make them happy. So they feel all this love and they want to carry us and they want to protect us. It's a natural instinct that automatically happens. So we have the ability, we feel, oh, I make people happy and people do things for me. So I must deserve love. So when people don't do things for me, I'm crying in the night because I don't have language skills and nobody does anything for me. Then I feel, oh, I guess I don't deserve it. I wonder why I deserved it the other day. I don't understand. What should I do to deserve love? And we also feel like I make people happy. So if my parents that day are not happy, I go, what did I do wrong? I don't know. Maybe if I adjust myself, change myself, don't cry, maybe try this, how to, how to get people to love me. And we think that we have to do something that people love us when actually we're already worthy of love. And anything that you do to be worthy of love is actually affirming that you're not worthy of love. Because if you don't have to do anything, then you're never afraid. All of our fear comes from, if I don't please you, I won't be loved. And so you're in a relationship with someone and they're upset with you. You kind of go, oh my gosh, I, what did I do wrong? And many of us don't want to look at what we did wrong because that's too painful. If you admit I do something wrong as a child, you get punished. Mm -hmm. So we're afraid of being wrong. We think we have to always be right to be loved. So I'm going to hide where I don't want to feel I did something wrong. And particularly if I don't even know what I did, then I'm not going to say I did something wrong. Then I only recourse is to say you did something wrong. And so we blame out, we blame out because we're not capable of looking at ourselves and knowing how we contributed to our own pain. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we're, we're victims. Everything is a victim until you learn how you create your life. Now there's all these metaphysical teachers, teachings around here, which I could do, but that's not practical for people here. This is the answer, which is a book that tells you what you did wrong in a way that you never knew before. See, you already know that if you yell and scream, you're, do, you're making a mistake, but you keep doing it. <laughs> you see, 90% of our brain is all DNA of monkeys. The other part is uh, dinosaurs, you know, they want to eat people up, cold-blooded snakes. And then you've got this one part of the brain up here that has human DNA, and it's capable of being like a parent. And with that monkey brain is hurt feelings and angry and disappointed and depressed. And have, the monkey brain is all upset. Your human brain, your higher self can say, now I hear what you're saying. And it's like a child, one of my children was afraid of Dracula uh, coming into her bedroom. 
So I said, mm. what does Dracula look like? Well, I think he looks like this. And what does Dracula do? He takes your blood. I said, oh my God, that must be so scary. It is so scary. So that's awful. Probably can't sleep. I guess I can't fall asleep. So you have to hear it first. And there, see, that's the child brain imagines things. Everything we're upset about, we're imagining it to be worse than it is. <laughs> so you hear it first and you connect with it. And then once you're connected, then with the child, you say, oh, I have a magic power. Dracula is magic, but I have a magic power. I'm going to spin, I'm going to put a web of golden white light that's invisible to humans. And I'm going to weave it around this whole room. And then I'm going to weave it around our whole house. And so this light is shining from our house that we can't see, but Dracula sees it and he can't get in. So now you can relax because everything's okay. And because I believe and know that it's okay, she goes, oh, I can relax. You first have to connect with the pain and then you have to come back to wisdom and light and love. But if I tell somebody, oh, you should feel better. Don't worry. There's no such thing as Dracula. You're safe. They can't let that in. You have to first connect with them. You have to go inside of them and then give positive messages. And inside of us is our emotions, our feelings. And that's how we can go inside. Go for it. Do you want to say something? Because I thought like- well, I, I wanted to remember the question. I made a point, but I forgot the question. How to love yourself. So you okay, so, there, yeah. so, now so loving yourself, the practicality of loving yourself is being able to listen to your negativity inside and not using that negativity to get what you want, but to realize this is like a child throwing an irrational tantrum and listen to the emotions and feel compassion for yourself. And you automatically will. If you hear your, you journal your feelings, just you journal out your negative emotions, anger, sadness, fear, and guilt. Be totally transparent to yourself. And what you start to realize is a wealth of feelings deep inside of you that were never looked at as a child. Why were they not looked at? Because nobody said, are you upset? Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you afraid? Do you feel bad? Because children don't know what they feel. They only know what they feel through the reflection in the mirror. If a parent says, oh, you're upset about this, tell me about that. Then they'll start to put it into words. When they put it into words, they're starting to move to the front part of the brain, which has human DNA. So you have to do that for yourself. You have to become emotionally literate to embrace the negative part of you. A lot of people call that embrace the shadow or the dark side of you. It just means to listen to it and let it go. But if you act it out or you use it to get somebody's sympathy or you use it to intimidate someone to change, if you use it in any way to get what you want, you're reinforcing the control of your subconscious mind rather than your conscious mind. And all of these emotions are absorbed. They're absorbed in the first seven years of life, these reactivities. And we push it down, but it's in there. And we got it in the first seven years of life where in a, a brain frequencies are different in little children. The brain frequencies are a theta state. Theta state is what your brain goes into when you're dreaming. So children are kind of in a dream world and they're forming an image through how they interact with others, how the world treats them. And however the world treats them, they feel worthy of that. If they don't get what they need, they feel unworthy. And then they have fear because if you feel totally worthy, you'll never have fear. All of us have fear. Now, some people say, well, shouldn't you be afraid of, of uh, taking that poison are afraid of walking off that click, fear protects us. I said, no, it doesn't. Fear always misleads you, by the way. It's negativity. If you let go of your fear and look at a situation, your wisdom, your wisdom will say, I'm not gonna jump off that cliff. I'm not gonna take that poison. 
then you're free. Fear is the opposite. Fear creates resistance, pushing away, like emotionally pushing away. And whenever you resist anything, it comes more in your life. More victim you are, oh, how bad everybody is, more bad people come at you. Once you start forgiving and learning compassion, opening your heart, but the foundation of that, you got to start with yourself. You got to hear your emotions. And then you have to give, what you do is this feeling letter technique to love yourself more is when you're upset, don't use negativity to get more. Instead, use your negativity to find the wounded part of you, the part of you that feels unlovable, the part of you that feels unworthy, the part of you which is afraid, the part of you that feels, I can't get what I need, so I'm angry or I'm disappointed and hurt and sad. So you're listening to yourself. Once you listen, you write it out. Writing it out forces you to listen to it by not acting on it, not using it. The next thing is now imagine you're a parent and write a letter to yourself saying, I understand why you're angry. I understand why you're sad. I understand you're afraid. I understand you feel bad and I love you and it's my fault. I made the mistake, not you. You are innocent. You deserve love. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You should write this letter to you. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You're my precious one. I'll do the. You have to imagine, use your imagination to imagine what you needed as a child that you didn't get. And a lot of people don't even know what they needed. That's why, you know, I have one book called Children from Heaven, Teach You What You Didn't Get. People cry when they read that book. It's how I raised my kids. People don't know how to raise kids today. The old way of raising kids worked in the old world. You know, I grew up in Houston, Texas, and we misbehaved. Mom said, if you don't behave, I'm going to tell your father. And if father, if you did misbehave and she told father, you'd go to the, you'd say, you'd go to his room, he'd pull out his belt and he'd whip you. Mm -hmm. That was acceptable behavior in those days. You see, we were not as sensitive as we are now. Now we've gone overboard. We're hypersensitive. Everybody's being offended. Everybody's hurt feelings. Gender doesn't exist. Sex doesn't address me in a certain way. I have to have safe zones. Republicans can't hear Democrats without becoming angry. And Democrats, all they want to do is make the Republicans wrong. Nobody can talk anymore. You see, this is our hypersensitivity. We're all so needy of approval, of acceptance, because we're not approving and accepting our own negativity. And owning that negativity is like a, a little child who doesn't know better, and we need to give it love. So when you can't love the child, then for some people, they're hyper givers. You talked about giving. So they're hyper givers because they want to justify taking. See, I deserve, but if you feel I don't deserve, you want to earn it first. So you want to earn that love. So women give to get. And when you give to get, you poison a man. You will get less. When you give to get, you should only give because there's no strings attached. It's I already got so much, I just want to give to you. And then it feels really good. And what you're doing then is going from your female side of feeling grateful, appreciative, trusting, open, satisfied, you're coming from your female side because you've got a life that makes you feel that way with plenty of hormonal balance. Then a man does something for you. You go, oh, that's so nice. I want to do something back. But when you get caught up in emptiness, now you're giving to fill up and it's the wrong direction for women. Now for men, you've got to give to get. See, that's what men have to do. You have to give intelligently. If I give and I don't get, then generally what happens, men give and give and what they do is they provide. And if you're not happy, they say, well, then forget it. I'll stop giving. Mm -hmm. As opposed to when you don't get the result you want, men, change your strategy. You're responsible. If you're not getting the love you want from what you're doing, what are you doing? 
One of the big things men do is they go, oh, if I make a lot of money, that should be enough. Well, if you're poor and you have no food for the family and you make some money, it will be enough. What they found in studies is once a couple gets to around $200,000 a year, then money, more money only creates more problems. It mm-hmm. didn't do that for me because I understand that money isn't the solution at that point. Once people get to a place of survival and security is taken care of, our emotional needs increase. So we become hypersensitive if we don't know how to get our needs met. If we get our needs met, then we're not so hypersensitive, but we all need love and we have to figure out how to get it. Back in the day when, you know, go back further, people used to beat their dogs. You know, if you beat your dog, they'll put you in jail. Okay, (laughs) It's like, and if you go to China to this day in poor neighborhoods where they're starving, they eat their dogs. They want to capture your dog and eat them. You know, <laughs> if you were, you'd go to jail if you did that in America. This is God. We're not the, the more successful, the more secure a society is, the more hypersensitive they are. And the uh, anyway, so that's what happens in our relationships. So relationships today, because we're at a, a higher level of self-sufficiency, emotional needs come up. We don't know how to fulfill them. Men need to learn the particular kind of love that women need. Women need to need to know the particular kind of love that men need. And like you said, my husband is brilliant. Oh my God, that just surges a man's testosterone, lowers his stress. And then he has more energy and more motivation to give more. We have the power with love to bring out the best in people, but we're not using that power because nobody has taught it to people. It's a new knowledge. This has never been written before. This book has nothing that you've ever read before. And I've been kicked out of Stanford. I've been kicked out of Harvard. I can't go in universities because I'm considered a sexist because Mm -hmm. the old techniques don't work. The new technique of equality through sameness doesn't work. Look at the results. Look how messed up people are. Look how unhappy people are. Look how much depression, how much suicide, how much anxiety, how much injustice, how much violence is happening in the world. What's going wrong? We're denying gender. Gender is the foundation of the family. This is men being men, women being women, and staying together, commitment, and fulfilling each other, but learning new skills to get to this higher level of fulfillment. And we don't have it. I can't blame people. You go to the university, and they're telling you that gender doesn't exist. Oh, my God. We know, medically speaking, any medical doctor will say, we now know how different men and women's brains are and hormones are and physiology is. Therefore, if we're going to prescribe medicine, we have specific protocols for women that are different than the protocols we have for men. Totally two different things. Even identifying a heart attack is different symptoms for a woman than a man. Now, we know, what do you think love is? Love is the highest medicine. So we have to have a particular kind of love. If you've got male genitalia, you've got a whole hormone system. If you've got female genitalia, you've got a whole hormone system that makes babies And so you have different requirements for medicine. You have different requirements for love. Let's all wake up and realize we are more challenged than ever to understand our gender differences because our higher consciousness sees that I'm both masculine and feminine. I am both masculine and feminine, but my body is masculine. And I have to acknowledge that first. Then I can produce female hormones. But if I have more female hormones than male hormones, I am stressed. And when you're stressed, then you blame everybody. (laughs) He's a big victim in life. All the victims talking, 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 trying to get sympathy to change the world. No, we change the world by changing ourselves. And that is self-love. 